Thank you very much for the invitation to this lovely conference. Uh, I've been here since yesterday and listened to many of the seminars. I'm very impressed about how much you know about us as students and what we do and what we don't do and how to get more of us in the universities across uh, the countries you represent or are from. One thing that I've been a little bit stressing about is that you got me to speak about students. What is our expectations? Um, what is our perspectives for higher education? I've been thinking quite a much, quite a lot, and here comes my presentation. But first and foremost, some of you have been like, European Students' Union, what are you doing, and why do you exist? Well, since 1982, we exist, and this is our the basic mission, what we are doing. So the European Students' Union, ISU, uh, is an um, umbrella organization for 46 national union students in the US from 39 countries. The aim of ASU is to represent and promote educational, social, economic, and cultural interests of students in European level towards relevant bodies, particularly European Union, Millennium Follow-up Group, Council of Europe, and UNESCO. Through our members, we represent approximately 15 million students across Europe. Quite many students we represent. But as you can figure out, we are more of a stakeholder organization, and that's where we work. That's why the perspective that I'm getting here is from our policy, translating what we want to see happening in higher education, and by that, it will meet our expectations, okay? I do not have a national survey or European survey saying what student wants or what students expect that you do have. I know that. But we move on to the first question, actually, and I, I need to ask you, because I was asked, what did you expect to get from your higher education? Um, since I don't have a survey, I thought I'd do a little energizer with you, so I would like to give you to the opportunity to raise your hand if you agree with me or not agree with me. You don't raise your hands, and that gets you to circulate your brains again, okay? So I have prepared some, some answers that I can, can give. The first one is, if you agree with this one, you raise your hands. I expected a diploma useful career outside of higher education. Well, quite many, and you're still working in higher education, that's nice. Next one, um, I expect you to become a part of the knowledge society. Good that you're honest with yourselves. Next one is, I expect you to become an active citizen. Pretty many of you as well. And then one, uh, the next one is, to get a legit reason to be a geek within a specific field. And is there anybody that has not said anything yet? Please raise your hand now. So other reason. Good. So everybody has raised their hand at least once. Perfect. We move on. So this position of my keynote is basically meant to be a little bit of the chartite. So students are quite heavily involved with demonstrations. We always say, what do we want? When do we want it? And we never talk really about how. How do we want this to happen? Who is responsible? So here comes the shout-out version of what is the expectations of students in higher education. We start off what, with what do we want? Well, since May 2016, a declaration called the Bergen Declaration was signed. It was ISU together with our sister networks across the globe. We came with some basic values that we want to see happening in higher education to be able to make it fully accessible for all. And one of the things that came out of that declaration is the campaign Fund Our Future. The Fund Our Future campaign was mainly, was aiming to combat the marketization of higher education, calling for quality, 
tuition-free uh, tuition education with full liberated and decolonized education system, reflecting the society within which it exists. Nice, isn't it? We move it down then to the European level, because that is where I'm working normally. Our vision of higher education is to equal uh, educational and societal opportunities and open and democratic Europe where students shape the sustainable future. So this is what we want. But at the same time, we hear students saying in the classrooms, as well as I heard example yesterday, I only want a diploma so I can start working. That's the only thing I want. So we might have a problem here, okay? So we enroll in higher education if we have an opportunity to. We are fighting to get more students enrolled and having the opportunity to stay in education. But what do we then have to do to be able to actually stay and not having to drop out because we do not understand, we do not feel the purpose or the meaning of our education? Well, according to us, what we want to get within the learning experience is to know its multiple purposes of our education. As you've seen, you learned many different things can be used with your education. One might be that we want a diploma to be able to start working. But even more, my generation has been told since the beginning of our lives that we need to change career at least twice before we die. And for that reason, we need to learn how to continue on learning and to build on the knowledge that we gain during our first education. We need as well to have the education student-centered. So the teaching methodology is to be student-centered, so moving towards the paradigm shift where we have a student-centered education, where we are actually learning what is the learning outcomes and why are we doing this activity actually? Are we doing it just because you feel like you want to teach me this because you think it's super important? Or is it actually because I need it for my future career because as a nurse, I need to know how to communicate and I need to show leadership, okay? And as well, in this process, to have a co-creation of the curricula, not only saying this is what I value for the students to know, but actually co-creation of what is the meaningful. And this is also something that we believe can help widen participation and as well provide uh, prohibit uh, dropouts in education. We also need to be activated, activated listeners, and that's why it's problematic for me to stand here and you just listening to me, because that's a traditional setting, isn't it? You need to be active to be able to learn, and that is something that we want to strive towards as well in the education setting. So this is the main expectations that we have from higher education today, that it is serving multiple purposes for whatever I want to do afterwards, it is student-centered, where I am, or my education, my education experience is in the center, and it's a co-created curricula, as well as I am active in my education. This is not easy to do, because we still need to have the opportunity to be fully active as students. We need to have the support systems in place, we need to have the structures that is helping us if we need to have the basic knowledge before entering, so the pre, not the preschools, but the schooling before, or even within, does it need to be so complicated to learn the knowledge that you are producing within your research? But when do we want it? Well, we want it now. That is the classic shout-out. And if it wouldn't be for... The if the expectations would have been met, there wouldn't be any expectations left, maybe. There would be new ones, but at the same time, we need to fix things. So we move on to the how should this be fixed? Well, it's not easy to say how it should be fixed, but we say that higher education is a public responsibility. It relies on both the students, on the government, and on the higher education institutions. 
And I will walk you through the different responsibilities that can ameliorate the situation and learning environment for us that are enrolled, and for the ones yet to come that have not even thought about it yet. We start with the government, because that is easiest normally. So we have the government. It's split by two. The governments in some countries, in, uh, according to our National Union students, tend to want to interfere in spaces where they're not supposed to be. So what we want the government to do to be able to help us to study and to learn as much as we can is through raising or dividing the taxes so we don't have to pay any tuition fees, okay? We skip the tuition fees. We help students to be able to activate themselves and to enroll in higher education. And this is the solution that we see as an organization. As well as the government put support systems in place. Support system for grants and loans, even if we might not abolish all the tuition fees directly, but it's a support system to be able to be sick while you're a student, to be a part-time student, to be able to be a parent and a student, to be able to come back after being out in a working life and then continue on studying. What the government shouldn't do is interfere with academic freedom, saying, oh, we're paying for it, so we can do whatever we want to. No. Or to have the government saying, what is the programs that should be existing? Should we have a program within gender studies, or is it, it useful at all? Those questions should not be, never be answered by the government, nor the design of the education. It's really nice if the government wants to listen to wanting to invest in higher education to be able to do the paradigm shift towards student-centered learning, but that's about it. What can the higher education institutions do then? Well, pedagogical development, and that is not only on the teachers. The teachers need spaces to be able to develop the pedagogics as well as learn from each other how to make it a good environment for us to learn in. The higher education institutions need to support new methods and tools. Open educational resources should not be something like, if you are able to share your research, it should not be based on you and your budget. It should be enabled by the higher education institutions to have the great licenses. As well as higher education institutions need to see us as a co-creator even there when it comes to the governance of the, of the education that it's going to be taught. But now I forgot one thing, haven't I? What is the responsibility of students? It's easy for me to say, like, everything lies on you. Nothing lies on us. Well, we do have a great responsibility as well. We need to be ready and willing to learn. And we will, if we're able to enter, and if we're using methodologies that I presented, we will be activated, but we need to be able to be activated without having to think about where am I going to live next month because my student housing is expiring, or how am I going to finance myself to be able to enroll or do this course or doing studying 150% because this is super interesting for me. All those things need to be dealt with behind, like from the government side or from the institution side. We need to be able to be active. We need to know and understand that we should be active citizens and that is valued to bring in new perspectives in the higher education learning environment and not only for ourselves to have fun. That student union activism is good for some purpose because we learn how to be demo like democratic systems, but not in a formal way. So the informal learning as well as the informal learning. And we need to have the willingness to be a part of the greater knowledge society. So please expose us for the knowledge society that you are a part of and that we are about to be part of when we decide to stay in higher education and not only for the diploma reasons. My last slide is then, but can a critical mind ever be satisfied? Well, the expectations we have, and this is what we think of today, but I can never say that this is actually, if this 
expectations are met, that we will be satisfied. Thank you.